Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Right Wing Vegan. And guys, Donald Trump has done it. He's done it. Mission accomplished. The man can now hopefully win re-election in November and become or and be the, the best president we've had in, in the modern modern era of the presidency. Um, so guys, I got, I got, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, just welcome back to the show. Thank you for listening. If you are, we are back. I know we've been gone for a while, but we're back. We're going to be doing solo shows with just me on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on Thursdays, you're going to get the classic joint show with Kelly and myself. That is going to post at night. I think eight o'clock at night, we'll be posting that show. And then the Monday, the the solo shows will be going up hopefully before 1 p.m. every day. So that's how that's how the schedule is going to look, guys. That's what we're going to try and do. Um, But I want to I want to get back at it. Now is the time to jump in and get back at it. It's really important that we get as many uh, alternative voices out there as possible. So if you've even been thinking about doing a podcast or YouTube videos or whatever, I would encourage you to do so because we need your voice. We need all these voices. We need all the help we can get. The media is crazy, guys. Donald Trump has broken not only the mainstream media, but he's broken the entire left. So you might be wondering, what are you talking about? What is going on? Well, Allow me to enlighten you on what I mean. So, ever since Donald Trump has announced that him and Melania, him and the First Lady, have COVID-19, the left has been going nuts on Twitter. Uh, The mainstream media has been going nuts talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, Donald Trump is faking. Oh, look at this. Look at this picture he put out. The reflection of it's a little weird, right? Oh, I don't know. He might not really be sick or he's sicker than he's letting on. There's just so many nutty conspiracy theories coming out from the mainstream media and the left right now. And it's hilarious. It is so funny. I mean, gosh, how many times have you heard in the past several months about QAnon and how crazy the right is with their conspiracies? Oh, Hillary never set up Trump. Oh, Russia. Russia wasn't a hoax. And then we get to today. We get to the day after the SUV drive heard round the world, seen round the world. Donald Trump yesterday decided to surprise his supporters. A number of supporters have been going to Walter Reed to stand outside, to wave their flags, to sing songs, to do basically pretty patriotic things and show their support for the commander-in-chief of this country. Because contrary to what the left believes, America's actually a pretty great place with pretty great people. And a lot of those great people decided to go and, you know, uh, let the president know how much they support him. Well... Of course, you know, the media hates this, period. They just hate it anyways. But not only that, Donald Trump decided, you know what, I'm going to surprise my supporters. I'm going to get in this SUV. I'm going to drive and wave to them. That's what he did. So he gets in the SUV, drives around, he waves to them, and then he goes back. And the left and the mainstream media literally broke right after he did this. So many conspiracy theories abound. So many stories about how reckless he was, about how awful Donald Trump is. If he's really sick, why is he driving around risking the lives of secret servicemen? Blah, blah, blah. As if 
This wasn't approved by physicians before he did so. Look, Donald Trump is not going to just willy-nilly put people's lives at risk contrary to what you might believe. He's not going to do it. Even if you think that Donald Trump's sole purpose is to gain power, he wouldn't risk that power because there's still an election in November. I mean, I know you guys are trying to sabotage that and wreck that and completely destroy the confidence in that. But there is still an election in November and he still wants to get votes. So he's not going to put people's lives at risk and risk losing the election. That's not going to happen. But that does not stop the left. That does not st stop the mainstream media from going absolutely nuts and throwing out every conspiracy theory under the sun. And us, look, us center-right, right-leaning people can just sit back and laugh at this. Laugh at this. So when your normie friends start to say, well, I read on CNN that, that Donald Trump has been faking pictures of himself. Uh, he's actually dying. And he's been, he's been posting fake photos of himself to trick people to believe he's healthier than he is. You can just look at them and shake your head and laugh a little inside. But what I think is really sad is that normies might believe this. And this is sort of the dangers of having a mainstream media that just spreads propaganda, right? I mean... There's a certain number of people who still have faith in CNN and MSNBC and Fox News to tell the truth. And the reality is that that has long not been the case. I mean, we know that the mainstream media is biased and depending on what news outlet you watch is what bias you get. I mean, it's that simple and we know that. But I don't think our friends know that. I mean, even some of our better educated friends, our friends who might be a little politically more inclined than than some other folks, I don't think they know it because I constantly get sent articles from some of my friends from CNN and I have to check them. I have to go, um, but check your source. And the fact that I have to say that to people who are politically like kind of in the know is sad, right? I mean, we should know by now that our media is not presenting the news. What you are getting is not the news. It is a it is propaganda from whatever side of the political aisle they belong. And that that is not that used to be you would go to MSNBC and and you know for your liberal news, you would go to CNN for your moderate news and you would go to Fox for your conservative news, but we know that's not the case anymore. CNN has shifted as far left as MSNBC. That's for sure. And parts of Fox News are starting to shift left. I mean, take a look at the debate. Chris Wallace is a registered Democrat. Chris Wallace has worked for Fox News for years. But it's just now becoming more and more evident that not everyone on Fox leans to the right. Try, have you ever, let me ask you this question. Have you ever watched Fox News over the weekend? You should try sometimes. It's pretty awful. I mean, it is like in line with CNN. Now, I'm not talking about Greg Gutfeld or, you know, he does a great job or uh, Levin on Sundays. I'm talking about just normal, just 12 p.m. on a Saturday. Try watching Fox News and let me know what you think. It sounds a lot like CNN. Let me just say that. But this all just goes to how much attention the media plays to pays to Donald Trump. And I really do wonder because they're trying really, really hard to get the man out of office. 
But I wonder what they are going to do. Are they thinking about what their future looks like when Donald Trump isn't president? They ought to be thinking about this because I think a lot of the reason people even care about the mainstream media is because they either love Donald Trump or they hate Donald Trump. So the mainstream media is making a ton of money, gaining a ton of ratings off of Donald Trump. And when Donald Trump is no longer president, if Joe Biden wins, let's say, what are they going to report on? Are they just going to constantly talk about the way it was when Donald Trump was president? They're certainly not going to cover Joe Biden the same way that they do Trump. I don't don't know that they're thinking this. But anyways, I digress. Donald Trump has successfully broken the mainstream media and Twitter, and it's really fun to be there right now. It's really fun to see this. The conspiracy theories are great. You know, Occam's razor, right? The simplest answer is probably the truthful one. Donald Trump is probably sick. He is getting better. He's on the mend. And there's some, some news to report that. Fox News, as a matter of fact, reports today, this morning, that... Um, that the, that the Trump campaign is optimistic, and so are physicians. That he he'll be leaving Walter Reed today and returning to the White House after coronavirus treatment. And I gotta tell you, from my personal opinion, if this is true, if Donald Trump is responding to COVID nineteen pretty positively, I mean, okay, maybe he needed oxygen, but so what? Let's say he's responding. He's getting over it. He's over maybe the worst of it. Let's just say that. What does that mean for his campaign? What does that mean for America? It provides us with optimism. We should all be hoping and praying that Donald Trump is on the other side of this. Because if President Trump is on the other side of this, President Trump is now an example for Americans. President Trump can say, hey, I fought this thing. I beat this thing. And so can you. This could be a great opportunity for the Trump campaign to take advantage of. Because if President Trump beat COVID, President Trump can now sell himself as someone who has gone through COVID-19. He can come out and start looking a little more sympathetic. It gives him the ability to shift his campaign slightly and not worry about losing his base. He can still be the Donald Trump that many of us have grown to love right? He can still be the bombastic showman. But now he can come at this COVID-19 with a different approach. He can come out now and say, guys, listen, America, I've gone through this. I know what you're going through. I am here for you. I am compassionate. I get it. We are going through this fight together. And he can he can he can propose some some executive orders. He can talk about pushing through the aid because he understands now how hard it is to work when you've got COVID. I mean, there are different angles he can take, but I certainly think his campaign could capitalize on this and use this in a way that that will benefit the campaign. Now, if you look at some polling, obviously, I don't know why you would, because how do you believe the polls these days? I mean, you got different polls telling you different things. It's just really, really crazy, crazy stuff. But if you do, there there are some polls that would indicate that Trump actually is getting a little bit of a COVID bump. Which makes sense if you think about it, because the American people are probably sympathizing with him. And if you look back in history, if you go back in history and you just take a look, being sick or being hurt does typically help the incumbent or their party. When you look at when Ronald Reagan was in the hospital um, after his shooting, When you look at FDR, who was very sick, 
these presidents and their political parties tend to hold office. Probably because the American people sympathizes with them a little bit, but if these presidents are able to overcome their ailments and continue to lead, think about the bump that's going to provide them because Americans can relate to that. The American spirit is built on hard work and opportunism. That's the American spirit. That is what our foundation is built upon. Now, if you listen to the critical race theory, people will tell you, well, that's a symptom of whiteness. No, that's a symptom of Americanism. That's a symptom of being American. Americans work hard, not white people. And you can be white, black, brown, anything, and still be American. And that's where we find our common ground, right? Is in our faith and in our our patriotism. But I think this could be a positive for the Trump campaign. I'm curious to see what the polls look like uh, once Trump is released. And I'm also curious to see what the campaign does to kind of capitalize on Trump defeating COVID. If in fact that is the outcome of what's going on right now. Now, I also think a little bit of the left's reaction to this is probably going to to drive a little bit of support Donald Trump's way because I've seen, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I've certainly seen some very nasty, disgusting reactions to, to Trump when he announced that him and Melania, him and the first lady were sick. And I've seen awful, awful reactions to this people wishing for the man's death i want you to stop and think about this for a second just a week ago they were attacking trump saying he would refuse to condemn white supremacy even though he's done so multiple times i mean the man has condemned white supremacy more than i've uh you know more than i've done most things i mean every day i feel like he's had to come out and do this yet This same group that was begging for him to do that is now wishing for him to die. I just want you to to wrap the hypocrisy of that around your mind. I want you to think about how hypocritical it is to, to criticize someone who refuses to condemn hate in your mind, even though he's done so, and then you hope he dies, thus exhibiting hate yourself. And it really goes to show you just how hypocritical the left is. They'll slap you with one hand for doing something while the other is doing that thing that they slapped you for. And then when they get asked about it, they'll blame you. This is the tactic of the left. This has always been the tactic of the left. When the left perpetuates that whole party switch myth, the one where the Republicans, the racist Democrats uh, actually became Republicans, and, and now all of the Democrats are, are uh, diverse-loving folks. That is a myth. That's not true. So they'll call the Republicans racist. They'll say the Republicans have a racist history, when if you look at the history of the Democratic Party, it's steeped in racism. They'll pal around with white supremacists, who support Joe Biden, by the way. Look that up. And then they'll blame the right for being white supremacist. They'll push an ideology 
They'll call it diversity and critical race theory, but when you look into it, it really shares a lot of the characteristics of white supremacy. But then they'll call the other side white supremacist. They'll cheat an election, they'll rig an election, and then blame the Republicans. They'll blame Donald Trump for doing the same thing. It's, it's just fascinating to me. And then you look at their candidate, Joe Biden, who was accused of sexual assault, by the way. Let's not forget about Tara Reid. We shouldn't forget about Tara Reid. The left has, the media has. You probably haven't even heard that name in months and months and months. But let's not forget about Tara Reid. Because it's important for us to recall, it's important for us to remember that Joe Biden can push this whole idea of inclusion and helping women and helping minorities. And he can call Trump a racist. But at the same time, we're told to ignore Joe Biden's past, which does not paint this man as the affable grandpa that he pretends to be. And and Tara Reid is not the only one who's accused him of this. Story after story is coming out. I think I saw one last week where a Secret Service agent had said that Joe Biden had inappropriately uh, came on to his wife. Uh, there was another story where the Boston bomber, one of the victim's wives, or one of the first responders' wives, I think it was, had said that Joe Biden had hit on her. So Joe Biden, he, he exhibits this inappropriate behavior time and time again, but we're just, we're told constantly to ignore that or, or it's, it, it's just ignored period by the media that forget, they don't even tell us to ignore it. They ignore it. And then we by proxy ignore it. So Tara Reid, just as a refresher, you know, she had accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. And she provided some really, really graphic details about the encounter in 1993. And she immediately told her mother about the encounter, that her mother urged her to go to the police, and her mother has corroborated that. She called in to Larry King. You remember that? They played the tape of her calling in anonymously. She called in anonymously, but it's been identified now that that was her. So in a lot of cases, what happens is you get these sexual assault charges like uh, Tucker Carlson, right? Somebody will accuse Tucker Carlson of sexual impropriety and no one corroborates it. No one backs it up. There's no evidence to support it. This case is a little different because multiple people now have corroborated Tara Reid's story and multiple, you know, there's a little bit of evidence that this is in fact true. So I just think it's, important for us to acknowledge that this Tara Reid instance is a little different than some of the ones we've heard before, like Kavanaugh, for instance, where it was just completely made up. So, you know, Joe Biden denies this, of course. Maybe it's important for me to say this. He denies that this ever happened. So Tara Reid was interviewed. Okay. She was interviewed on 60 Minutes. Oh, wait a second. She was interviewed on 60 Minutes Australia. That's what it was. 60 Minutes Australia. So Australia finds this story interesting enough for people to hear about it. But CBS News in America doesn't. So this airs on 60 Minutes Australia, not 60 Minutes within the United States of America. We completely ignore it here in the United States of America. But in Australia, they, they might care a little bit. They might care a little bit. I think we should care a little bit, maybe. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm a crazy person, but I think we should care maybe a little bit, right? You guys tell me, am I crazy? Maybe this is a good time to plug my Twitter now, at veganwing. Get on there and let me know what you think about this. Another story I wanted to cover today in our abbreviated solo right-wing vegan episode is what is happening in New York. Now, what is happening in New York? You could take that anyway, right? There's tons of crime going on in New York because they want to defund the police. New York City is run by the most incompetent mayor potentially in the country. He's definitely competing for it. He's top five. No questions about that. He's top five, okay? The mayor of Portland might have him beat, but he's definitely in the top five. So what if I told you that one third of New York businesses may never, ever recover? These are New York's small businesses and they're gone forever. Well, that's what the New York Times reported back in August. The New York Times ran a story that said small business owners might have to accept the fact that their business may never come back because of the pandemic, because New York closed down for so long. The New York Times article goes on to talk about different businesses, many of which are minority-owned in New York that will never be able to return because of the lockdown. Now, when you hear that, when you hear one-third of the businesses in New York City are shutting down, If you were the mayor of New York City, don't you think that that would concern you? This is why people are adamantly against these lockdowns. Because they might be doing more damage than they are good, especially with COVID statistics being the way that they are. We know that most in most age groups, you have over a 99% chance of just recovering from this. But we shut down everything down. Take that into, just think about this for a second. We shut everything down for a virus that most age groups, most demographics have over a 99% survival rate. That is better than the flu. I think that is better than the flu, but New York is not done. They're not done. A story by the Washington Examiner, de Blasio ready to lock down swaths of the city due to the coronavirus. He's going to lock down again. He's going to lock down again. Now, we were told that New York had beaten the coronavirus, so I find this story very interesting. You know, they talk about how Governor Cuomo handled this like a saint. Governor Cuomo, grandma killer, handled this better than any governor in the country. And then I see this story. New York City is going to lock down again. The story says non-essential businesses, public and private schools and restaurants should close beginning Wednesday in Brooklyn and Queens due to a coronavirus case increase. De Blasio says we're having an extraordinary problem. Yeah, I can tell you what the extraordinary problem is. You as mayor. Something we haven't seen since spring. He said that the regional lockdowns will require the support and the approval of the state, specifically Andrew Cuomo, who again has been treated like a saint by the media for the way that he handled this. Grandma killer Andrew Cuomo. The mayor says this can only happen with the state's approval, so it'll be interesting to see what Governor Cuomo does. Does Governor Cuomo, grandma killer, 
approved these lockdowns, thus ending more businesses. As if one-third of New York's businesses is not enough, we must sacrifice more now for a disease that has over a 99% survival rating amongst most demographics. And then people wonder why we protest the lockdowns. People wonder why people are offended by, oh, how could you be offended by doing the right thing? We're saving lives. What lives are we saving by locking down? It seems like we're ruining more lives than the ones that we're saving by doing this. Yet New York, here we go again. California, here we go again. California's got a mess of problems. But here we go again with these lockdowns. It's just, it, it's sickening in all honesty. That these, 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 you want to talk about fascism. These politicians just refuse to give up their power. They refuse so much so that Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, the, the state Supreme Court has said that she's abused her power, that her COVID-19 restrictions are an abuse of power. And she has come out saying, basically, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing things the way I'm doing them. How is when when you hear that, how is that not someone who is abusing their power as governor and who should be recalled and thrown out? And the people should be standing up to this. This is tyranny. This is something that's worth standing up for. Not some fake idea that America's a racist country, but yet no proof to that. That systemic racism exists, but you can't point out one system that is in itself inherently racist that's really challenging for them to do ask them by the way see what they say yet here we are and we're locking down again and these governors are taking advantage of their power they're taking advantage of their position and they're taking advantage of you because who are you to tell Gretchen Whitmer how she can run her state? Who are you to tell Bill de Blasio you know, how he can run his city? You're just some peon. You're just some peasant. One way you can tell him is by getting the hell out of there. And that's honestly what I would do if I were you. I would get the hell as far away from New York City as I could if I lived there right now. I mean, it's just interesting, right? Here's, here's, um, you know, last Wednesday, city restaurants in New York were allowed to open their doors to indoor dining at 25% capacity. Now that was following six months of lockdown, 15 days to stop the spread, six months of lockdowns. It's not sustainable though for business owners, says one, uh, Shu Chowdhury, a restaurant operations expert. The story goes on to talk about and here we go locking down again. So what does that mean? Does that mean we'll hit two-thirds of businesses being shut down in New York City? Two-thirds? Then when I pull up COVID statistics for New York City, they have 6,099 total cases. That's from September 20th to October 3rd. The funny thing is, I'm just, I'm going to comment on this because I'm looking at it right now. I just so happen to be looking at New York, New York's chart. And remember, we were supposed to flatten the curve. You didn't want this big spike at the beginning. When you look at their chart, it's literally this giant, massive spike. And then it comes down to nothing. You remember that chart? They don't show that chart anymore. But the chart was, you could go two ways. You could spike and then come down. So you would have all of your cases at once. Or you could like 
make it level, but it would last longer, but you would, you would level it out so that we wouldn't overwhelm the healthcare system. Remember that was the original goal. We never were going to avoid this completely. Now the media is blaming every death on Donald Trump, but the original narrative was we're never going to overcome this. So we need to kind of lessen the impact. So if you flatten the curve, you lessen the impact. Remember that? Remember those days? Remember? Remember berries? We've come real far from that. New York, hey, looking at your chart, that's a spike, buddy. You did not flatten no curve. You eliminated the curve by killing everyone early. That's what you did. It'll be very interesting to see how November 3rd plays out. The election is coming, guys. We are so freaking close to the end of the election. So freaking close. Not, I mean, the end of the election cycle, I should say. Um... It's just interesting. It's just fascinating. I mean, I'll be very curious to see where this goes, where we end up. And, you know, I don't know, man. I'm not confident that we'll we'll have the results on election. Matter of fact, I know we won't have the, uh, I know we won't have the results on election night. And I have to, I have to accept that. I have to be okay with that. I think we all have to be okay with the idea that we're not going to get total results on election night because we've rigged, the Democrats have rigged this election. Massive mail-in votes are going to be coming in for Joe Biden probably, and uh, they're going to try and steal it, guys. That's my thought. I think there's a lot of evidence to support that too. Maybe maybe that'll be Thursday's topic. We'll go over all the evidence that uh, that's out there that the Democrats are rigging this election. But I don't know, guys. Anyways, that's our daily episode of The Right Wing Vegan today. Again, we're going to try to do this every day, just solo with me. And then Thursday nights, we'll do our big official episode with Kelly and I. It's kind of The Right Wing Vegan Classic. Uh, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Please follow the show at at Vegan Wing on Twitter. I uh, try to retweet. I get into a lot of Twitter fights. It's a fun time. And then, and then comment, interact with the show, message me. If you want me to talk about something, if you want to be a guest on the show, that's a good spot to reach out with me. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you guys next time.